0: So as Leon said, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 13, which is page 3 of the Bible, so nice and easy. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, Let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water, So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so. God called the expanse sky. And there was evening and there was morning, the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land and trees bearing fruit with seed in it, according to their kinds. And God saw it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day.
1: Father, we've prayed in the words of that song that you would speak to us, and we do indeed ask that now, as we think on this chapter. Please give us attentive hearts. Uh, minds to engage with what your word says to us, and please move us, Father, to desire your word, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you may have heard people talk about the essentials for life, things like food, water, shelter, clothing, but actually there's one thing, I think, that's just as essential that often gets missed off that list, and that is words. See, it's almost impossible, isn't it, to imagine that you could survive as a human being without hearing words or voices from people around you. Uh, Just imagine a child. Uh, They, as soon as they're born, hear uh, words from their parents. And as they grow up, they add to that words from their teachers. And as they grow up further, they add voices from their favorite bands and pop stars, Oasis in my case you're looking very blankly at that Uh, but we get advice from all sorts of places don't we and that doesn't stop as adults adults uh, spent we spend our time listening to the opinions of friends seeking advice from others reading through the opinion pieces in the newspaper scrolling twitter to work out what we think on the latest issue see all of us listen in some way to voices we do it every day And we've done it every day of our lives. And of course, those voices we listen to have a huge influence, don't they? Uh, What a parent might say to a child, whether it's good or bad, can really affect how a child grows up. And as adults, well, it only takes a few words on Twitter to get everyone out onto the streets. See, words can create wars and start revolutions. So the question becomes, who are we listening to? All of us need those voices around us. All of us listen in some way to people. But the question is, who it is we listen to? Now, maybe you sit there and you think, well, I can see where this is going. Christians are to listen to God. Uh, And that's true, and that's what we're going to look at this term. But the question is, why? I mean, why do we take this book and make life decisions about uh, based on it. Why do we spend time now, like now thinking about what it says? I mean, maybe you're still weighing up Christianity, maybe you're looking into things, and you think to yourself, why would I trust this book that was written centuries ago and by people I don't know? Well, that's exactly the question we're going to be thinking about uh, during this series. See, over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at this topic of God's Word, and we're going to see that God speaks, and I hope that as we do that, we will rejoice in what we have in front of us. And today, we're looking at this passage in Genesis 1, which sets us up on this theme of God speaking, and I want us to see this evening, first of all, that God speaks, secondly, that God speaks powerfully, and thirdly, and finally, that God speaks with authority. See, first of all, then, God speaks Because notice back in this passage uh, what happens. See, verse 3, we read, And God said, let there be light. And verse 6, And God said, let there be an expanse. And verse 9, And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place. And verse 11, Then God said, Now you get the point, don't you? We could go through, there's more examples, but God said, God said, God said God speaks throughout this chapter now maybe that's not the first time you've heard that and you think to yourself well that doesn't sound very impressive but that's often because we become so familiar with what it says here see the fact that God speaks is not automatic see God could have created the world silently but actually he chooses to speak now, this often gets so familiar to us. Um, I was struck by a story I heard from someone else. Um, I can't find where it comes from, but I don't know if it's true or not, but it's helpful anyway. But there's this Jewish rabbi, apparently, uh, back in the day, back at the beginning of the 20th century, who wasn't able to move on from Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. Because every time he tried to, he got to this phrase, God said, and he was completely blown away. See, it's remarkable that God speaks, that we have a God who uses his voice. And it's not just the kind of cosmos he speaks to. Uh, turn over the page and look at uh, the, what he says to the first man and woman in verse 28. We read that God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. And in verse 29, then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth. And so here's God able to speak to people, able to communicate uh, with them. See, here's the thing we learn right at the beginning of the Bible. God is not silent. God speaks. See, in our culture, a lot of people believe there is a God, but actually we kind of think it's a big guess who game, that actually I might guess that God is like that, or you may guess that God is like something else. And Christians, sure, they've got their own view about God, but but it's just one view amongst many, because no one can know. But actually, the assumption there is that God doesn't speak. Because actually, as you look at Scripture, you see that God has a voice, and God communicates what he's like. Now, lots of people in our culture recently have put an emphasis on hearing different people's voices, particularly from those people who would otherwise face sorts of, all sorts of prejudice against their voice being heard. And lots of that is positive. There are lots of barriers to people being heard. But I wonder, with that move, how much we work to hear God's voice. Does He get a chance to be heard do we let him speak? See, here's the truth that stands right at the beginning of the Bible and runs all the way through, that God is there and God speaks. Now, maybe we say to ourselves, well, we get that, but what, why would I want to listen to this voice? I mean, there are plenty of voices out there. Why this one? Well, secondly, we see that God's voice is powerful. He speaks powerfully. Because look at what we see here. We don't just see the fact that God speaks, but we see stuff follow. So back in verse 3 again, it says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And verse 9, And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, so, and let the dry ground appear, and it was so. And verse 15, And let the lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, and it was so. So you get the point, God speaks and stuff happens. Now, this isn't kind of magic, it's not that God's got some sort of automatic universe that he only has to speak and it suddenly uh, morphs into reality. Because in other places, we read that God created. So verse seven, God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse. And in verse 21, so God created... The great creatures of the sea and every living thing. But it's kind of interchangeable with the very fact that God speaks. See, God creates, but He creates by speaking. See, His words are interchangeable with His actions. So much so that when God speaks, the action follows. See, there are some people, aren't there, that speak and lots of stuff happens as a result. Uh, There's this president um, back in the day called JFK and um, he did a speech in 1962 uh, at um, Rice University Stadium and he said these words, we choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. And seven years later, when Neil Armstrong stepped on the moon. Or take uh, the president today, uh, this guy, Elon Musk, he, um, that was a joke, by the way, uh, this, apparently, I'm told that he changed his Twitter profile to read Bitcoin, and the Bitcoin market rose by 20% instantaneously. I mean, some people have incredible power, don't they, that their words change reality. My words, on the other hand, don't really do much. I mean, the best I get is Alexa, but um, I'd say, Alexa, please turn on lights, and it takes about three attempts, and uh, the wrong lights go on as a result. So, you get the point, don't you? That actually, the more powerful you are, the more effective your words are. Well, here we have a God who, when he speaks, a complete cosmos comes into existence. Uh, We've just been seeing, haven't we, this James Webb telescope go up and it's very exciting seeing it unravel and it's going to observe parts of the universe we've never seen before. But even if we had the strongest telescope ever invented, we could never see the full extent of the universe. 93 billion light years across is the latest guess, give or take a mile. You know, it's mind-bogglingly big and yet it happens just as God speaks. Now, I don't know about you, but I find this encouraging because in the Christian life, it can be very easy to think, well, God has said something, but how much is that worth? Okay, God has made promises, but how do I know he's going to keep them? But actually, we see that God doesn't speak without things happening. The moment he says things, it happens. See, when Jesus dies on the cross and he says, it is finished, well, those words are effective. They cannot be taken away. Or when God says, whoever trusts in Jesus will never be put to shame, well, they are not words that change. See, when God speaks, things happen. God's word is powerful. But of course, it's double-edged, isn't it? Because if those words are that powerful, well, we ignore them at our peril. See, some words really matter, don't they, but we listen to them. Uh, if you go out tonight and you see the, the sign saying wet paint, if you ignore that sign and put your hand on the bench or whatever it is, you'll get a nice new color on your hand. Perhaps more seriously, if someone came in this room right now and shouted, fire, fire, everyone get out, well, if we ignored it, well, then actually it could be pretty serious. And it's similar here. God's words are so powerful that actually to go against them is to go against reality itself. Uh, Jesus says this in John chapter 12, it's very challenging. If anyone hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge that person, for I did not come to judge the world but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I have spoken will condemn them on the last day. See, hear what Jesus is saying. Look, I'm not going to stand there judging you, but actually I have spoken words so powerful that actually they will condemn you if you reject them. See, God speaks powerfully. It means, doesn't it, that as we come to Scripture, we're not dealing with some kind of light book. We're not dealing with something where someone's just given their best guess about God. But here we are coming to a God who is powerful, who speaks. Uh, Someone in a previous church used to talk about this book as explosive goods. I think if a policeman stopped them, they would say, what are you carrying? They'd say, explosive goods. And um, yeah, they're in prison now or something. Uh, But um, you get the kind of impression, don't you? The the kind of idea that actually this is so vital. This is so um, incredible that God, when he speaks, universes get brought into being. Now, thirdly and finally, we might think to ourselves, why would I want to hear this word? Okay, God speaks, okay, he speaks powerfully, but why should I desire his word? Well, notice in this passage that actually when he speaks, he also gives a verdict on what he's done. And so verse 3, God said, let there be light, and there was light. And in verse 4, God saw that the light was good. And in verse 10, God called the dry ground land and gathered waters, the gathered waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. And verse 12, the land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds and trees bearing fruit with it according to their kinds, and God saw that it was good. And over the page, verse 31, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. So, here's the pattern. God speaks, it happens, and here's the verdict. It is good. Now, ask yourself the question, how do we know what is good at this point? I mean, there's not a kind of guide, is there, at this point, what's good, what's bad? There's not some sort of pre-existing blueprint of the universe that we can kind of compare against this one and think, well, this is a good one. No, actually... See, to be good is to be like God at this point. See, imagine, for example, someone painted a portrait of you. How would you judge that's good? Well, it's if it looks like you, or if it kind of captures your character. And and that's the point here. When God says, let there be light, and he says it's good, he's not commenting on the amount of lumens. He's saying actually it's like me, it reflects me well. See, here's the point: God shows us what is good? Not only does he speak, but he speaks about what is good in this world. See, I don't know about you, but I think a lot of the younger generation today, I sound like an old man now, the younger generation today, but a lot of the younger generation are hugely passionate about injustice and working for good, fighting against injustice, fighting for what's right, And lots of that's good, but one of the things I've never really heard defined well is what is that good? What is right? Now, of course, as we look at Scripture, we see that what is good is what is like God, but actually without that, well, that desire for doing right actually just becomes a shouting match of which voice is the loudest. But God's voice is different. Uh, Why is it different? Well, because he's the creator. He made the cosmos. He put us together. He knows what is good. Um, I've got here an invention of mine. And um, I'm very proud of it. It's very, very useful. I wonder if anyone could hazard a guess what it is. I designed it. I put it together. Doorstop? No, I'm afraid not. I don't know what sort of door it would be. Small door. Anyone it a guess? Sorry? Bookmark? Yeah, it could be a bookmark. It's a bit over-engineered, but it could be. be. Third guess? Phone holder, yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe I should do that. No, actually it's for um, using, when I'm jacking up my car, it's to go in between the jack and the bottom of the car to uh, ensure that I don't damage the bottom of the car. Thank you. (laughs) Very exciting. That was the right response. But I created this. Okay, if you decide actually it's going to be to stop doors, actually I would say no, that's not its intended purpose. If you say actually it's for holding phones and you use it that way and destroy your phone, well actually that's not what it's been designed for. And so it is when it comes to God and this creation. He's made it. He's designed this world. He's put every cell in your body And when he speaks, he speaks only truth about reality. It helps us, doesn't it? Because sometimes it is difficult to hear God's word. Sometimes there are things that are said about our lives that feel restrictive or feel a challenge. Or maybe we're weighing up whether I want to put all my eggs in the Jesus basket. But actually here we're reminded that when God speaks, he only speaks what is right and what is good. And of course we see that in the Lord Jesus, don't we? When we see him speak, he speaks challenging words, but he speaks words that are always truthful and are always good. Have a look at this in John chapter five, where Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly, I tell you, the time is coming as... Now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. Do you hear what Jesus said? Whoever hears my word and believes, well, life comes. So God speaks, God speaks powerfully, and God speaks with authority. Now, what does that mean for you and me? Well, two very short points as we finish see, it gives us the right posture, doesn't it? See, if God speaks, well, my response should be to listen and to hear. So often, I know I run in with my kind of judgment on the way things should be and the way the world should be, but actually, if I believe that God speaks, well, my position, my posture should be one of humility, of sitting, listening, A question I often ask myself is, Rob, when's the last time God disagreed with you? When's the last time you were corrected by something you read in the Bible? If the answer's a long, long time ago, well, then there must be a problem. See, the right posture, but secondly, the right priority. See, I don't know about you, but it's very easy. I I find when I get up in the morning to read my Bible, I'm kind of bleary-eyed, need a coffee kind of injection to trying to get me to, to read the Bible. And I'm not always thinking, wow, what a privilege it is to come to a God who speaks and speaks in the way he does. And what an encouragement to see here the privilege we have of having the Scriptures before us. See, we don't come to listen to some ideas about God. We don't come to read what some ancient people said about God. We come to listen to God himself. See, God speaks. God speaks. God speaks powerfully, and God speaks with authority. Our Father, we thank you so much for the fact that you speak to your creation. And we pray, Father, that you would uh, change our hearts and encourage us to embrace the reality that you speak to us more and more. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: We're going to answer some questions that have been sent in. Uh, for us. Thank you for all those who sent them in. Um, you ready, Rob?
1: Yeah, I was a bit disappointed. There weren't any questions about my invention. I but um, hey-ho, right. they may have got stuck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Great. Uh, question one. Uh, if God, uh, sorry, yeah, if God speaking puts him above other religions, why is he, he never heard outside of Scripture, outside the Bible?
1: <laughs> yeah, I may have the wrong end of the stick with this question, so forgive me if I do, but I'll just plough on and answer the question I think you're asking. Um, so, uh, I should just say that actually, just, sorry, I forgot I got a music accompaniment, this is very nice, <laughs> sorry, I'm just totally, <laughs> fine, uh, not being used to it, um, just, um, uh, yes, sorry, where was I? I'll ask me the question again. Uh, so if, uh, yeah,
2: if God speaking, um, uh, yeah, I can't read the question as well, if yeah. God speaking puts him above other religions, why is he never heard outside the Bible?
1: Yeah, so it's worth saying that actually there are kind of different ways God speaks. So um, Psalm 19 is very helpful on this because it tells us that um, because God created the heavens, there are things we can understand about Him um, uh, by looking at the world around us. So, verse, chapter Psalm 19, verse one: "The heavens declare the glory of God; the skies proclaim the work of His hands. Uh, day after day, a powerful speech." So. The the kind of cosmos speaks about God, um, but so that means we can probably tell something of who God is just by looking at the world around us. Um, Now, don't hear me wrong on that. I don't think you can tell much, and I think as we're going to see next week that what we do tell is often um, not right either. So I don't think we should be surprised if other people spot something that might be right about God. But that's not to say that actually that is completely true about God. Actually, the Bible is quite different because Psalm 19 goes on to say the law of the... It talks about how God speak, how the creation speaks of God, but then it goes on to say the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy. The precepts of the Lord are right. The commands of the Lord are radiant. And so there's a kind of, yes, God may speak uh, you may be able to kind of get some idea of God by looking at this world and lots of people do uh, lots of other religions try and work God out in that way but actually that's nothing compared to the fact that God speaks through his word and so if we want to really know God actually it's coming to this word and understanding it I'm sorry if that hasn't answered your question but I
2: think that's helpful. Yeah. yeah yeah, okay Brilliant. good. Great, and we have two questions that kind of link together, so I'm going to try and ask them at okay. once. Um, it's basically talk about, uh, speaking about um, uh, words coming to you. So um, the first one was, uh, how do you respond to those who hear, uh, who want to hear God's uh, speak outside of the Bible and don't think they're proper Christians if they haven't had a special word um, from God?
1: Yeah, really good question. And just to say, we're going to come back to this question probably in a few weeks' time. Um but I'll just say a little bit on it now. Um, That desire to want to hear God speak is a good desire. Um, So the desire's right, and if we really are craving to hear God's voice, well, uh, I want to give a big amen to that. That's a good thing. Um, And uh, some people might differ, have a different view on this. Actually, I think I'm often shown up by the fact that I don't crave God's voice uh, as much as they might. But that's not to say that I think we should expect God to speak expect God to be right on that directly. Um, And I think, uh, it's not to say God can't, but I think we want to be quite um, hesitant about affirming that. And and part of the reason why is in Hebrews chapter 1, we read that in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. And so what the author of the Hebrews is saying is actually God's spoken in lots of ways through prophets, through um, Balaam's donkey and all sorts of different ways. Uh, but actually, it says in verse 2, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through him who made the universe. So again, it's, um, there are lots of ways God has spoken, but in these days, I think Hebrews is saying, actually the big way he's spoken is in the Lord Jesus and his words, and actually the way we hear God's voice today is to come to his words and come to the scriptures that talk about him so um now obviously i don't want to limit God i'm not going to say it never happens but actually the big w- center of gravity if you like on in scripture is on the fact that God speaks uh, in this word does that answer your question i think so I think okay does. good
2: great um i've got one more and I it's, it's a very popular question Will you mass produce your? Emotion. I'm sorry, I set myself up, didn't you did. I?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that design could be copied. It's, uh, there was a lot of skill oh, that went into three. that. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, that's not the thing to land on, is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but anyway, that's all
2: right. yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll pray and then sing some Great. songs that land well. on. So Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Great.